0: This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny. But really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother.
1: All right. Welcome back to all of you who are still with us after the bullshit we've said. For the first 11 weeks, this is week 12 of the 2001 New England Patriots season, where the Pats go to travel to... is it Meadowland Stadium back then? I believe so. Yeah. To face the New York Jets, the 7-3 AFC East co-leaders New York Jets. The Pats at 6-5 right behind them, tied with the Dolphins for the first in the AFC East. Now, we've kind of already talked about the Jets uh, back in Week 2. Not much to talk about really other than that, so let's kind of give a bit of an update into how they're doing so far. Um, Curtis Martin, there was a lot of talk about him in this game. Uh, He has, they talked about his success and how well he had played against the Patriots, and he had some quote about how he wished he could play them eight games a year. I think the Patriots would disagree because the quote was, in seven reunions against the Patriots, he had gained more than 100 yards against them five times, including 106 yards in the 10-3 Jets victory earlier in the season. And at this point, he was right... Up, I think he was what did they say? It was like 17 yards away from a 1,000-yard season. And...
2: That's correct.
1: Yeah, I think it was 17. And uh, which he would get in this game, of course, because it's Curtis Martin against Patriots. Backstabber. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, that, that would be gave seven him in a
2: row, right?
1: Yeah, for his first seven seasons in a row, I and mean, he was one of only three guys to do it. it. Was Barry Sanders and someone else?
2: Eric Dickerson.
1: Yes, thank you. Hey, we even need to fact check that. Look at you guys.
2: Please, I mean, I know. I've been hearing whispers is that we need to tighten up our, our game. But
1: <laughs> well, we actually have to get these stats right.
2: I don't know. I don't think so. i bet be too different, but.
1: Doesn't feel right, does it? Um, also, I think we touched on it last time, but the Patriots have lost the last four games against the Jets now, and seven of the eight, seven of the last eight meetings. So beating the Jets not something that happens often. Uh, probably most of that was usually because Bill Belichick was on the other side line in some of those other games, but not anymore. Um, but he, I don't believe. He, yeah, if they had lost the last four, he yeah, had not beaten well. the Jets uh, up until this game. So this is his first time of him beating the Jets as the Pages head coach. Historic
2: way to give it away, Andy. I know you just. Oh
1: man! Did you boys not watch the game? Do you not know how this is going to end?
2: Yeah, um, but they don't. We gotta. It, we gotta. <laughs> we gotta build up to it, my friend.
1: No. Um,
3: (laughs) no. (laughs) My podcast, I do what I want.
2: That's (laughs) fair. I mean, I I guess we can gloss over the fact that some personnel did change in this game.
1: All right, talk to Um, me. uh,
2: Santana Moss actually became a little bit more involved this time around.
1: Correct, because he had been injured up until the week before, Mm, and he caught his first catch in this game. I think it was the first quarter went his like. Yeah, of his career, and it went for like thirty-three yards. He that was a good. Catch. Yeah,
2: he kept the ball. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> he did. He cut the ball. And walked <laughs> off with it. <laughs> Didn't even go that, back in the huddle. Very still guy. does.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, let's see. All right, I guess we'll just jump into the game. Um, talk about the f- this game of two halves. The first half was the Jets' half. Second half was Patriots' half. Um, Steve, what do you think about this first half? Did you have any Anything that jumped out at you?
0: Well, to set the stage, it was 53 degrees in December. Sounds like global warming started early. Oh, yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> hot take.
1: No Not literally, pun intended. Literally a hot take.
0: Yeah, so the Patriots dynasty started global warming.
2: <laughs> oh, boy, now everyone's going to get on our case. You've, oh, you've gone and done it, Steve.
1: So it's their fault. The Earth is flat, too, I'm assuming.
2: All right, I guess we're going to have to talk about this. What do you guys think about all this stuff? Go. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> um, I mean, if you watch that first like drive, that first like 10 minutes of the game where Tyla slips, gave it a touchdown, Jets were coming yep. off the bye, and won at home. Crowd was real into it. Oh, yeah. guys were down like 10 nothing, super early. Benintessa Verde had 100 yards passing. They like, couldn't stop him.
2: Well, yep. couldn't Wait, are you recapping that, the entire game right now? Oh, no, like half, 10 minutes. I yeah. know, but man, we're blowing through material here. <laughs> what are we going to talk about for the next I minutes? And they called like minutes? a flea flicker on the second yeah. drive on the first play. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: First play of the game, yeah. a deep shot. They were, they were coming out, flinging it.
1: Yeah, because they weren't known. I mean, it's Vinny Testaveri is a quarterback. So they're not exactly known for chucking the ball down the field. But I think at one point they had like eight passes to two runs or something like that. Like they were tilted heavily, at least in the first – A quarter, quarter and a half towards the passing game, and they were slinging it all over the place.
2: Yeah, they were bombs.
1: Yeah. Uh, And the Pats were doing
2: a whole shit ton of nothing. He was like 38 doing this?
1: I believe, yeah. So we decided last time he was right around there.
2: He's definitely 38. They said it. So pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was impressive 38-year-old Tom Brady.
3: Yeah, I I was looking up Testaverde's stats. Yeah. His 1988 season. I <laughs> his numbers. It was ridiculous. He got drafted by the Bucks when they were shitty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 15 games, he had a 47% completion percentage. Whoa. 3,200 yards, 15 <laughs> touchdowns, and 35 picks. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: And then he started every game the next year. <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds like uh, Jameis Winston a little bit. It, it reminds us the touchdowns. It's like, it it like a first-round pick. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, yeah, when was he drafted, Craig?
3: Uh, 80, 87. So that was his so, second.
1: What, what, uh, what round was he drafted? Like, how high was he drafted?
3: Remember, he was a stud at Miami. Right, yeah. Well, did you? So he was like really highly touted coming out of school but then he got drafted by a shitty team. So I think they just gave him like four or five years to just like, you can't lose your job type of deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. He was, he was drafted first overall in the 87 draft.
3: And then he had like a ton of, he never threw for more touchdowns and picks for the box. <laughs> and he got slightly better when he went to the Browns and he had like two Pro Bowl seasons in like 21 seasons that he played.
1: <laughs> One with Baltimore, which I don't yeah. even remember.
3: Yeah, his like career like yardage numbers are like top twenty ever. Just because he played for so long.
0: <laughs> played for the Pats too.
3: Yeah. But yeah, he always sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he sucked for a long time. I
1: mean it's mean, not solidly mediocre in some of these seasons, it looks like. <laughs> Like 3,000, 3,500 yards, 20 ish touchdowns. Well, all right, 17 ish touchdowns. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, he just played forever.
3: Is he a bust as a first overall if you played 21 years?
1: No, anybody that played comparison? 21 years can't be a bust.
3: Yeah, but he's never like he's never been good.
1: He's a two time pro-, pro bowler. Thank you very much. Never been good. Yeah, I
0: don't
2: know. <laughs> he's a bust. He's like Jameis Winston. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Minus the crab stealing. (laughs) I'd rather know that. I know. I don't know. We didn't have social media back then. (laughs) I'm a big uh, Testaverde fan. FYI. why is that? He's just the man. So I had a question. Uh, It's a hot take, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where else to go with it. Of course he sucks.
3: (laughs)
1: So... (laughs) Can any of you spell his name without looking? Because yes. I try it every time and I get it wrong every time.
3: That's because you don't yes. have to finish. Testa Green. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> uh, way to yeah. remember that.
1: So, what does Testa stand for?
3: Oh, stat check. <laughs>
2: wow. I thought
1: you were going to make something up about testicles, but all right. Yeah, check that oh, stat. Oh,
2: boy. Okay.
1: All right. So, he's checking that. Uh, let's talk about.
3: Greenhead <laughs> Greenhead It's head So testa Verde is greenhead. Any place like, G- Oh it's
2: look at this. It's <laughs> serendipity
1: that's what that is, right Mike
2: Breaking new ground. <laughs> I'm just I'm baffled by all of this, but I'm... See, all that right.
1: that right there is is something nobody's ever said about any testa Verde, I think.
3: <laughs> Italian, <laughs> not Spanish. <finished. laughs> <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs>
2: oh. oh boy,
1: this is going oh. downhill quickly. It's something uh, kind of like this first half did. Uh, it went downhill very quickly because the uh Jets' defensive ends were basically doing whatever the fuck they wanted, and yeah, there was a lot of talk about what are you gonna say? Steve?
0: total yards.
1: Yeah, in in the half. And uh, there was a lot of talk about how, let's see how Brady does um, when he has the same sort of issues that Drew Bledsoe has, talking about no offensive line, no time to throw it, no running game, which was basically this game.
2: And, yeah, I thought that was interesting too, because um, I mean, we've seen shades of it this, you know, during this season that brady kind of like had a shitty game or whatever because of maybe a little bit of pressure this one was definitely the first one i think that every play was just he was getting hammered Um, oh yeah so obviously they changed it up i mean the announcers were even talking about how uh weiss was changing up the game plan Mm -hmm. so that they were kind of doing the dinking and dunking the slants the like screens um that sort of thing do you think, because I don't remember Bledsoe ever really doing that, and I know he's not a finesse passer anyway, but do you think that Bledsoe would have been successful in that type of system?
1: It's a good question. Uh, it never really seemed to be the strength of Bledsoe's game. I can still picture at least a few plays that I may have made up in my mind or that actually happened where he would uh, overthrow a guy in the flat or overthrow a... Uh, a screenplay just because he didn't really have touch. He's more of a gun it down the field sort of guy. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know if that was just, you know, the offense was, was tailored to that and so he
2: <laughs> was more uh, You laughing at the background noise? Yeah. Wow. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Again, living in LA, baby. That's I what it is. Right next, next oh, yeah.
1: That'll get cut. Um. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if like they tailored a down the field offense because of True so and his strength was chucking down the field, or if they that's just how they did it. So he played that game and like didn't have the opportunity to to do more short stuff. But I don't know.
3: I don't think he had the decision making either. Yeah, he, he
1: didn't seem that quick, and that was always the the knock on him was that he would pat the ball three times and get sacked, right? Wasn't that or, his MO?
3: He'd be like in someone's arms and he'd just like throw the ball up. Right. Like no true. To give up on a play. Like
2: you you be- got to read the defense and like, what is it, like three steps? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, yeah, and- I guess he, he was like the starting quarterback for a long enough time that he probably would have come across a couple of screens or some some short stuff.
1: It's true, and I I feel like we kind of shit on Bledsoe a lot. So I will say that do? I think, well, you do too. You just you literally just did. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that uh, I think that that part of it also made him like successful too for a long time because he kind of was for a long time the only thing that the Patriots had. And so we did have that drive to always try to finish a play, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, which, happened, yeah. Happen. And I think it always, like that, he he would try that in every play because he was kind of so maybe overwhelmed because he had no protection. He had no weapons. He had no anything. It was like just him. And so. No.
3: Oh, I got compar- yeah. I I gotta- Jared- a comparison. I got a comparison. Jared Goff. You think? Yeah, you give him weapons and a good coach. He'll play great. Hmm. bad team, he's going to look out of his depth.
1: Hmm. I I don't know if it's that big of a swing. I think Drew Bledsoe had enough talent that he could still pull himself through some games, but I think he had that mentality of always having to try and make something happen that it kind of led to a lot of bad decisions, I think, as what. Goff
3: I'm has that, too. Don't you think? Goff the uh, gunslinger, you know? I guess.
2: I mean, but would you Goff- say that Bledsoe's a little like tougher than Goff? I feel like Bledsoe yeah. would at least stand in there and take it.
3: Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, And I don't think you ever really
1: see Bledsoe get as confused as Goff does. Like, Goff in that Super Bowl against the Patriots, he had no idea what was going on. I don't know if that's just because like that's how he was coached and the coaching let him down, or if he's just not a good decision-maker. But Bledsoe, I mean, he would make stupid decisions, but he would also perform kind of on his own too, you know?
2: Well, I was just wondering, does he hold the ball long enough to come off as not knowing what's going on? Because, I mean, he'd throw a pick before he analyzed it. So maybe uh, maybe Goff just looks it because he might hold the ball on a little longer... Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, like you I guys said, he did, he did the uh, interception over his head toss once again.
1: Yeah. I mean, what did I call him? Butt clenched Bledsoe? <laughs> yeah, because every time he draws back on third down, you just, like, tighten up just but, reflexively. Yeah.
2: He, he was a nice man, okay? And I think he makes good wine. I haven't tried it yet, but the word on the street is he makes good wine. He's a, a nice man.
1: Maybe we should do an episode
2: <laughs> where we okay. all
1: order a bottle of wine, yep. oh. drink it before okay. we do the episode, and we'll do a review of
0: Bloods oh, like of Wine. I got the perfect game. I'm doing the Cabernet, his first his first game when he plays for the Bills.
2: That's a good Ooh. idea. That's a hell of an idea. Oh, I, I mean, I,
1: I think we, yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea. Alright, so we'll put that in the you guys actually pocket. have to drink, though, because I'm going to commit,
2: and I don't want to come off stupid on here, God, God forbid.
1: God forbid. <laughs> you got a reputation uphold. No comment.
3: Right. <laughs> Ooh, that, that bad news.
1: What's the bad
2: news?
3: It's like $100, $100 a bottle. Whoa. Andy. Oh.
2: Andy. <laughs> boy.
1: I mean, All right, by that so... point,
2: the ratings are going to be uh, coming most... in, so... This thing, yeah.
1: Oh, right, we may have to start a Patreon to get some, uh, or maybe a GoFundMe. See if people donate to us.
3: It's a hundred dollars a bottle. I'm fine. I'm gonna see if the, what the cheapest one is. <laughs> I mean, that right. that's a problem for me. <laughs>
1: but I mean, we are podcasters. We're not made of money. I mean, here.
0: Let's be real. By the time we get to that Bills game, we're all gonna be rich and famous. So whatever.
1: That's all the right. idea. Yeah, I well, do like we'll... this
2: idea though.
1: All right, all right here, here we go. Here we go. What we're going to do is we're going to crowdfund this via the Bills Mafia. Because if anybody, one likes to raise money and two likes to drink, it's the Bills Mafia. That's Hmm. true. So this does seem like a good cause. So we'll have to see if we can reach out to them.
3: Yeah, so listen to this. I'm on his website here. Hmm. The, The president and director of winemaking, it says, is Josh McDaniels.
1: The Josh McDaniels? I don't know.
3: It's a crazy coincidence.
1: How many are there out there? <laughs> wow, because Josh McDaniels was, was part of the team here, wasn't he? Was What was he doing? He's like offensive assistant. Yeah, wasn't he? Didn't he start the QB coach? Do I have that wrong?
2: Oh, boy. We got to stat check this.
1: 2001 is a personnel assistant. And then a defensive coaching assistant working with defensive backs. And then he was... Oh, in 2004, he became team's quarterback coach. So I was off for a little bit. But yeah, he was on the team in 2001. This is his first season.
0: I mean, with such a unique name like that, it can't be a different person.
1: I mean, And, and they do have that overlap. You would think yes. it's the same.
3: It's a different person. No. Get That's out of town. He up his bio. Born and raised in Walla Walla and at an early age fell in love with the wine industry. <laughs> John there's Washington love. State with Bledsoe.
1: What are the odds of that?
3: Dude, that's, that's hilarious. It's a beautiful story.
1: So Drew Bledsoe knows in his work with two separate Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> and it worked out for him. I want 20 time, likes better. Two times.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I know what my guess is.
3: I'm on his LinkedIn. I'm going to drop him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: see, see, yeah, see if we can get some bottles donated, Greg. You know, I'm connecting with them. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the review will go a long way for them. So I think they should. What yeah. is it? Four bottles, 400 bucks? It's not bad.
0: We have tens of
1: listeners, too.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we
1: have 20s of listeners.
2: Dude, by all the right. time this one gets released, we might have like. All right. All right. All right.
1: So here's 17. the issue I just went to howmanyofme.com, which you can search for people with uh, your first and last name. Whoa, I've done this. There are a lot of Andrew Browns. Just gonna, you know, spoiler alert. Um, there are thirty-eight thousand seventy-five people in the United States with the first name Josh. There are eight thousand four hundred seventy-seven people last name McDaniel's. There is Wait, one person. There is one person in the United States named Josh McDaniel's, according to this website. This is bullshit, because we
2: just determined that there's two of them. Yeah. This, oh, my whole life Unless, is a lie. Oh, oh, holy shit. Wait a minute. What if Josh McDaniels <laughs> from the Patriots is lying about his identity on the website? <gasps> Maybe he changed his name when he got married. Maybe it's, I wasn't going to that. Name? Maybe he's embarrassed it's to deal balling. with... Um, I don't know, man. I'm Now I'm confused. So I'm just going to step away from this conversation. So,
1: uh, are we thinking that there aren't uh, 4,565 Andrew Browns in the United States?
2: There's definitely way more. Way more. Josh. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say there's 3,000 McDaniels?
1: Uh, 8,000 McDaniels. 8,400. 8,000.
2: Do you know how many people are in the United States? Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Greg is right. How many? So... Three hundred plus million. Yeah.
0: All right. So all right. I don't know.
2: I have my doubts about this website.
0: I think uh, the real question is, what is there more, Andy, Greg, or Steve Browns? or oh, you want to know something funny? Is
3: that where I went to college, there's a kid the grade below me, Gregory D. Brown. No shit. <laughs> yeah. We're Facebook friends.
2: He's kind of a loser. <laughs> do you cool. want to? Do you want to put it out there and like reach out to him? Like, do you have? Some beef or something that you want to squash and put it out there right now?
1: No. All right. <laughs> so I uh, I set up a Google news alert for my name. Because you can oh, you, you can just set up for any search you term. Would. And so every week I get a list of all the Andrew Browns in the news. There is a defensive lineman for the Bengals, who's probably the most famous, other than me.
3: Have we done this? <laughs>
2: Have we?
3: Yeah, and Steve the Yo yo guy.
2: Uh, oh well we definitely <laughs> yeah. were looking up we were Googling your name and remember I found a lot of murderers and a lot of other stuff. Uh named Andy Brown. Yeah, but there's there there are not a lot a of good lot guys. of Andy Browns, so we yeah. can't go off of that.
1: I think there's a lot of Southern Andy Browns that uh here's the bigger question. Trouble with the law.
2: What I'm fascinated by is why do you have a Google alert on your name?
1: because uh, I want to see how Google alerts worked. And I thought it'd be funny because I've heard of people with like actual <laughs> interesting names do it. I'm like, oh, what'll show up on me? And so there's a park named after me in Texas that I want to go visit. I learned things <laughs> from it. So I, I think it was a good investment. Um,
2: I, I have to say, I haven't, I haven't met a lot of uh, Mike Mellows, but I'll keep an eye out. All right. uh, when I worked that movie
0: scene, I put a flag on every single Steve Brown's account and said, I lived on the street. Call me if he comes in. <laughs> and, working and Steve Brown came in to write a movie. He was like 45 years old. So strange, but we had a nice chat about nicknames.
1: Oh,
2: boy. You, I, I'm missing all of these interactions. We got to get a better name, I guess.
1: Yeah, the Brown, the Brown really gives you a head start as a last name.
3: All right, so I, see, yes. I see, uh Josh uh, LinkedIn request. <laughs> I a big fan of the wine. Let's connect. let's
2: connect. Oh, that's good.
3: Yeah, I don't want to,
1: you know. No, yeah, dude, doing the slow play, I like that.
3: I spook and I want it.
1: Really so wait, do, do you have the podcast in your LinkedIn though? Nah. Okay, so you can't oh. you can't track back. of course not. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, that's going to be the only thing on my LinkedIn. <laughs> probably because i have been fired from my real job for spending so much time doing this.
2: Oh, dude. Oh, don't admit that. Don't <laughs> admit that.
3: No, I'm logged in under Kelly's.
2: <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting. Hey, that might, better. that might, yeah, that might work. <laughs>
3: All right. I'll report back next week. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> See, really Sorry, Kelly.
0: Regularly on Kelly's LinkedIn.
3: Computer because <laughs> mine will log into Zoom. Oh, that's right. LinkedIn
2: and it was <laughs> all logged in.
3: Oh boy,
2: it's a happy accident.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that'll work out for the best for everybody involved, including Kelly. We'll give her some of the wine if if we get some. Yeah. All right. All right. So, speaking of uh, the Jets football game. <laughs> First first half bad, second half good. Uh, so the Pats go into the half down 13 nothing. And what would you say, Steve? They had 60-something yards of total offense?
0: Seven total yards. Yeah,
1: so 20%. not a lot.
2: But the yeah. uh, to be fair, though, the defense did all okay against the Jets. I mean, considering they were slinging it and oh, had some momentum early on, yeah. like, um, they, uh, you know, sometime before the half, I think it was in the first quarter, they had that goal line stand. So, it could have been – they could have been down two touchdowns real quick. And yeah. uh, they they stuffed the offense at the one. So, yeah. that made it what? They were down by 10. So, that was yeah. pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, that was the first quarter, yeah. And uh, Teddy Bruschi came in with the stop the final one. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, uh, yeah, him and Brian Cox. Uh, no. It was – Curtis Martin tried to jump over the pile and just hit a brick wall of the two of them.
3: It's beautiful. Broken That's a huge play.
1: Yeah. And yeah, this was uh Brian Cox's first game back from when he broke his leg in Denver. Yep. So <laughs> Cuz there was an article in the Globe about how uh he recovered from a broken leg quicker than uh Terry Glenn recovered from his uh quote unquote hamstring injury.
2: Yeah, man. I- hamstrings are tough, man. I guess
3: <laughs> you know my uh, sneaky surprise of the season.
1: What was your uh, sneaky surprise of the
3: season? Brian Cox. He's yeah. Awesome dude. Uh, oh, yeah, man, dude, the way he plays, he's just a monster. Yeah, he, he
1: was. Uh, he was screaming at the refs for something. I don't even remember what it was. I have a
0: note on it. It's, it was like on the field goal attempt. Yeah, Patriots ahead. They like the Jets were offside or fall. Yes. Start and the rest called it. And he was just <laughs> he so was livid. Fat.
1: Yeah. He had to get pulled away from the referee. So he wouldn't get another 15 yard on like conduct. Oh yeah. <laughs> like literally dragged away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. Really imagine if she was mic'd up, that'd be amazing.
1: Oh man. Well, uh, I posted a link to the NFL primetime uh, highlight video mainly for Greg because he never watches the game Um, but at the end of it they had an interview with him uh, and he was basically saying yeah we actually played like shit but uh, we still beat the Jets so uh, it'll be nice if uh, you know we can. it's nice that we can still like not play very good and and beat a team like this so I'm excited for when we actually play good (laughs) and that was the whole interview
2: (laughs) is that word for word
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was verbatim.
3: Oh boy.
1: <laughs> it wasn't, but.
3: My favorite quote of that was because it was uh, Chris Berman, obviously, primetime. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a point where the pass receiver Coleman caught it and he got tackled <laughs> by Coleman. And he's like, so many, I haven't seen this many Coleman since LL Bean put a sale on those little pots.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost little like grill things. It wasn't yeah. as as smooth as line, but he got there.
3: Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. Oh,
1: I missed I, NFL prime time so Girl? badly.
0: Um. So that was real his quick, first ever catch he had two whole career as really? a Patriot or in general. <laughs> yeah, his entire career. Yeah, his entire NFL career. Holy crap!
1: And that was one of them. That was a big catch.
0: Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Yeah.
1: Nope,
0: so it was like what to open the second half? They're kind of they got a couple first downs, and then they hit him for like forty five yard all the way down. So that yeah, was their first, so,
1: yeah, so this is the beginning of the the half. Pat got the ball and went backwards immediately. I think it was like a run got stuffed, and then Brady got sacked, and they went three and out. and they punted uh, the punting in this game was horrendous. And so Ken Walter managed to punt it to his own thirty five. So Jets got the ball at the New England 35, and then um Vrabel picks off the batted ball like a couple plays later. Oh yeah. And then there was that big play to Coleman, his one of two ever catches, um, which goes Can for I like 35 the, yards.
2: The Pats, I think, like punted like six or seven straight times before they did anything.
1: Uh yes, let's see. One, two, three, four, five.
2: I think there were six
1: at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they, they punted on all five. Most of them sucked. One of them, though, 100%. went to the one-yard
2: line, so that was helpful, I think. That's but, true. Can we talk about Tom Tupa, Mike? Have we have we touched on that? Dude, no, but um, we could do a whole like thing on him because the, the year before, um, there's all kinds of stuff that ties into the dynasty, but that's for another day.
1: Well, Tom maybe, Tupa, maybe
2: we'll do a, a
1: punter. Episode just for Mike.
2: All right, because I don't know if like Greg remembers anything about Tom Tupa, but uh, there there was a game against the Pats like before this season where he came Mm -hmm. in as a quarterback. He was lighting it up, and uh, there's a lot of things that are tied into that guy in that game the year prior. So yeah, Yeah. the game when
1: Vinny got hurt,
2: right? Yeah, and he threw a touchdown to Keyshawn Johnson. Yes, he is also
1: uh, when he was. A member of the Browns, Bill Belichick's Browns, he was the first ever player to score a two point conversion.
2: Oh, no shit. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It was on a like a, a fake field goal attempt and he was the holder.
2: For those
3: that, that don't know, he's a he's a quarterback punter combo.
1: He was drafted by I believe the Cardinals as a quarterback, and then they converted they converted he punted in college, so they eventually converted him to punter.
3: Yeah, he was an all American punter in college.
1: Yeah, as well as a starting quarterback.
3: And get this, as a child, he was obviously the punt, pass, and kick semifinalist three times. And- no. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, dude, I remember that. That was awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, right?
3: <laughs> he's a quarterback <laughs> and a kicker. He's going to be fucking winning punt, pass, and kick. should fucking hope so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, it's great. Saves the was
2: spot, right? Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Emergency quarterback.
2: Um, before we go uh, too far into the second half, I just wanted to say that um, there there were a couple of like drives that Brady like struggled with. One, he got like blasted by my, Mo Lewis, and like yes. I thought like came across my mind where I'm like, what if he just happened to go through what Bledsoe went through, and then he just lost his job and we never hear anything again.
1: I actually wrote down that. Um, my note from Mo Lewis was that he was uh, trying to kill both of the Patriots' quarterbacks because he, although on that play, like it looked really bad in real time, but then you could see actually eased up at the end of that that hit.
2: Oh, really? I missed that part.
1: Yeah, just 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 barely. But I think he may have had something on his conscience about almost <laughs> killing. <laughs> it certainly up.
2: wasn't like
0: ruffing the passer flags. I don't think I've seen a single one of those yet this year.
1: No. We've seen a few that probably should have been where Brady will slide uh, and still get lit up right? like a, a helmet to the face mask sort of thing. But, yeah, no, I don't think we've seen one yet that I can remember.
2: Well, and then the other thing that like, stuck out to me in the first half was um, so Brady had a fumble that was actually incomplete, right? So yeah. he, his, his arm is moving forward. Uh, the announcer's freaking out that it's called the open hand rule. And they were debating on if it was a you know an incomplete, if it was a fumble. Then literally the same drive, Brady fumbles, um, his hands moving backwards. Ball I think comes it was the out. next play. It might have been the next play. And uh, I thought it was pretty funny because it seemed like, the, based on what the announcers were talking about, it wasn't like a familiar thing already as it stood. So yeah. I thought it was like pretty good foreshadowing for later in the season.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, but I... I I actually had a note on that too because it was right at the end of the half. So the Patriots okay. had the ball with like two minutes left. And that, it was an obvious forward pass. Um, and like even in real time, you could tell it was a forward pass.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But the Jets challenged it anyway and lost their last timeout. And so then the Patriots ran the clock down to like 30 seconds before they punted it. And so the Jets got the ball back with what, 29 seconds, I have. And so instead of being able to like, take a couple shots to get within field goal range, which at this point probably would have been the game-winning field goal, mm. um, they have to try Hail Mary, which they tried the Hail Mary, and that was probably the most, one of the most bizarre plays we've seen this season because Vinny Testaverde gets strip-sacked, Curtis Martin recovers it and runs for like 20, 30 yards, gets like inside the, the red zone before getting tackled.
2: Dude, I can't believe that he didn't try to lateral that.
1: Yeah, it it did feel a little bit like the beginning of the Miami Miracle to me.
2: Oh, the announcers
0: thought he was going all the way. They were so (laughs) excited.
1: (laughs) Well, he broke a couple tackles, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh.
2: Dude, the announcers, though, man, Brent Jones, we already have a history with that guy, but did he not seem like he was jacked up for this game? Like, something was off. Every statement he he had was like a hyperbole. He was like losing his mind.
1: So I'm a little self-conscious about talking about commentators, but since you brought them up, yeah, I yeah. have, I have some things here. Um,
2: uh, no. Do they talk to the things that I have? <laughs>
1: no, probably not. I don't okay. listen to the game the way you listen to the game. Um, wow, Bren Jones the beginning of the game
2: this is just calling stupid.
1: And I quote: "The Jets are just as explosive as the Rams on offense."
2: I mean, they, oh. for the, for a drive and a half,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first two drives when they actually decide to throw the ball. It's like well, they have speed on the outside with these little receivers, and they have Curtis Martin to keep you on. And so I'm like, eh, it's not quite the same, Brent. But okay. And then um, they went to game break with, um, oh, what's his name? That they always go to the game break too. They go to New York.
0: Kurt. No.
1: Uh, I can't remember. Um, but the the game break was a Colts game, and I guess. Uh, Peyton Manning must be throwing a lot of interceptions this year because they showed, I guess it was against the Ravens, and they showed the Ravens score a touchdown. And then right at the end, they slipped in the line of, uh, and Manning has not been picked off to this point. And it was like halfway through the first quarter.
0: Well, I think he throws Uh-oh. a
2: bunch. Like, there was a game where he had thrown like four.
1: Yeah. He, he's yeah cool I
2: thought when when you mentioned that, I thought that they meant all year, but they were talking about that game?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was early in the first quarter.
2: Hey, I got a stat check for you.
3: All right. On, on that explosive offense comment. Yes. The Jets finished the season with the 17th ranked offense
2: in the NFL. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good good call there, Greg. Pretty explosive. Like Rams Greg. play how many? Uh, Patriots were sixth. Ooh.
3: Going really? by points scored okay what about by yards gained uh let me look uh, at that guy here <laughs> jets were 24th
2: <laughs> <in yard. laughs>
1: well okay so uh, that that didn't help brent's argument at all either
2: um i will say though to brent's defense this is the first game that i've actually been more annoyed with gus johnson Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, man. I didn't really His fake laugh thing, I was driving me nuts. It was yeah. like, he was doing the <laughs> like the whole game. It was I don't know if it was because Brent is just insane and he's just sick of him, or if because Gus has nothing else to add. But that. <laughs> I mean, my guess uh, is that. Irritating.
1: Brent Jones was getting riled up, and and Gus Johnson didn't want to get smacked around up there. They're together in a booth, so you got kind know, of dude. like.
2: Did you hear the little, like, little thing that they got into where it showed, like, um, Santa Claus and, like, a kid on his lap? And then Brent goes, uh, Gus, maybe if you get married, you could have a, a son <laughs> yeah. sitting on Santa's lap. And he's like, I hope so. And then Brent is like, I hope you get married. You hope you get married or you hope you have a son? And then there's, like, silence. It was super yeah. awkward. And then Gus goes, you're putting me on a tough uh, spot here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he went back to the game, but that laugh was driving me nuts. It it's was because brutal. he wanted to sit on Santa's lap. That's what he was hoping for, and ask for what? A son? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> there's something. There's something deeper there. So I'll look into. Yeah, it. Well, I'm
1: I'm gonna leave that one alone. He <laughs> said enough dumb shit today. uh But did you notice how uh excited Brent Jones was about the height of the grass? No, he I missed that one. on and on about how the the edges of the field uh, had taller grass and the middle was much softer and shorter and easier to run in but the outside was easier to cut on and every time the ball went to the outside or there was a run up the middle he would comment about the grass I, I i don't know why i don't know if he'd like learn something new and that was his step well, that he was
2: going to keep going on did you pick out last time that he was like obsessed with canadian blue seats was that the same guy
1: uh, Canadian Blue Steel wasn't it oh steel yeah but it yeah. was a I think color. that was, was him
2: it? yeah I think so I don't know no, so maybe but... he's uh, maybe he's into details man there's nothing wrong with that
3: maybe you know his daughter played for the uh, Boston Breakers the women's professional soccer team okay she won two, uh, NCAA championships at UNC oh so she's big time
2: big time hot shot
3: that's
2: pretty man, sweet
1: athletic families dude
2: Hmm. Um, I I did have some questions though. If you guys want to help me out again. Oh yeah, let's do
1: this. Um, it's a
2: Brent Jones game, so we know this is going to happen. So
1: football, not football. Give it football or not
2: football. Yep. Um. uh, All right, here we go. I'll just start with the uh, first one that I have. Um, this one was about Lawyer Malloy apparently, and uh, he was saying that's exactly what they want to do. Get him out of the box let Curtis Martin start to pound it up in there. Now, based on past episodes, I think that the box is like kind of like where the running back is or kind of runs to. Yeah, oh, like I, didn't so, uh, yeah I think we've talked about that before
3: in
1: terms of um, the box is kind of the uh, – it's an imaginary box that surrounds the both the offensive and defensive line, and it's kind okay, of how yeah, many yeah. people are, are in that little area. Yeah,
0: also – so, it's also a euphemism for a vagina, Mike. The box? Which is why it's confused. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Well, no, but it also seems a little like selfish, too. That's exactly what they want to do. Get the lawyer Molloy out of the box and let Curtis Martin start to pound it up in there. I just thought that was a little selfish.
3: Yeah. They call it the okay.
2: clam in the CFL,
3: not the box. They call it the what? The clam. No shit. <laughs> Are
2: you serious? Well. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that,
1: that sounds that sounds pretty Canadian to me. Yeah, I can I I would believe that. Get yeah, an eight guy clam.
2: <laughs> All right, so so it's the getting him out of the box means getting up and getting him out of that area, and then yeah. that would allow Curtis Martin to like pound it through the, there. Is that what they mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to pound to, it through the clam. call the clam. Well, now when you put it like that, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Well uh, he can hit the hole with juice. <laughs> okay. Well yeah, but that was about passing though. So I guess you could like say the same thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well that's informative. Okay. Um what else? Next one was um Tom Brady doesn't see Mo Lewis coming, who has a full head of steam and gets it off just in time. Ooh. What is that?
1: I, I just wonder how your mind works. Sometimes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I'm confused. Dude, Brad Jones throws out new, top, uh, new terms every time. I, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Sometimes I'm, I'm sort of fascinated with what he's saying that I miss a player too, if you
1: can believe yeah. it. So, all right, re- read that back to me again.
2: All right, so Tom Brady doesn't see Mo Lewis coming, who has a full head of steam and gets it off just in time.
1: Okay, all right, so I think I know. So my guess... Um, I, I'm not able to see the play in real time, but I think Tom Brady has probably dropped back to pass. And I think the Mo Lewis coming is coming is he's running at him, probably to try for a sack, as you know. And so Tom Brady getting it off, I think, is is throwing the ball before Mo Lewis gets there.
0: Yes, uh, that or, uh, that or that makes Tom sense? Brady's blindfolded and Mo Lewis busts a nut on his face, one of the two. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus, man. Oh, I can't believe he just said that. Right, that's dirty. Can we? Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's insane, dude. Okay, I don't think it's that, Steve, but I appreciate the effort. Um, (laughs) What were you gonna
3: say, Greg? I was gonna say real talk. Like, I after we first did this segment, I tried to like listen for these, and I couldn't do it. So this is like a unique skill, Mike.
1: (laughs) This is what I'm saying. I I, his brain works differently than mine.
3: He's
2: got, like, four for every game. We're all,
1: we're all listening for them.
3: <laughs>
2: I try not to. I, I, I want to know everything, but very confused. Um, i got right, two more three. and we'll be done with this. All right, um, all right. So, um, next one. So, we, we mentioned the box, so we get that. And I, I think now this is a little silly bringing this up, but I'll just say it anyway. Um, the quote was, we've talked about eight men in the box. How about eight men in the end zone?
1: Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, well, we know what the box is, right? We, we just discussed that. Correct. Oh. So, I remember this play. Damn, right. Because this is right at the end. This is the Hail Mary we're talking about, and the Patriots unveiled a new defensive scheme.
2: Oh, yeah. That's what it was.
1: Where they had eight of their players lined up, basically, in the end zone to knock down a Hail Mary because they wanted to have more guys than, on defense than the, the offense sent down wide receivers. Because usually if the Hail Mary you're sending at least four if not five wide receivers down into the end zone so you want to have more than that to cover them Gotcha. a unique situation
2: that was the first time that was done because Brent Jones seemed to think that that was um, a new it's the
1: first time Brent Jones ever saw it that's for sure
2: okay and if you meant to put eight in the box and they end up in the
3: end zone you're in big trouble (laughs)
2: that's very true (laughs) Uh, (laughs) wow see I'm learning a lot of stuff and the last one um, those defensive ends of the Jets get wide so much that we're going to use some draw action to come on underneath them (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what that even means at all.
1: All right. Okay. All right. I, no, I know this one too, because we talked about this a little bit where the jets defensive ends were getting a lot of quick pressure on Tom Brady, right?
2: Yeah. They're, they're like destroying them.
1: Yeah. So, but if you think about the way they run because they're coming off the ends, they're going out wide around usually the guys that are trying to block them to to close in on Tom Brady mm-hmm. so because they're giving that space. There's a lot of space in the middle. So the pages were mitigating that by, running draw plays where you drop back and it looks like you're going to pass it, but then you hand it off to the running back on a delay usually. Oh, shit. Okay. And then yeah. they run where those the defensive linemen used to be.
2: That makes sense. Right? I mean, I don't know. I think that makes sense. Do you guys agree? I stopped listening after the third one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I appreciate your help, guys, and I'm a little bit smarter for that, so thank you. All right. The real
0: question is, Mike, how did you not get on the uh, quarterback sneak where Vinny already touched his center's dick when they ran off straight ahead? He what the him. hell are you? What? Yeah, goosed him. He goosed him.
2: Oh, is that what they were talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, they, it was literally sexual. Brent yeah. Jones was talking about not yeah, enjoying being
2: goose. Well, I heard about the goose <laughs> he, has, he was freaking out about he it. I didn't know that. He kind of slapped the grundle,
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
2: That's what he was talking about for real?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what they do. They, yeah, See, they literally goose them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a physical tell for the center to snap the ball immediately and run like hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you
3: made a joke about him, like. No, it, it,
1: it's literally like slapping a horse and running after it.
3: He just tug on his cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, hard to tell with this guy. I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's Brent Jones with everybody.
3: Oh, <laughs>
1: Uh so I th- I think I think this is the perfect time to do best and worst. <laughs> Steve, you go first.
0: Well, I'm definitely I was going to say that, but we just covered
1: that. <laughs> no, you can still use it if you want. That's all yours. Uh
0: I think best bit was how stoked Belichick was at the end of the game. Yeah, he, geez, he was so excited. reserved, but this is his first win against the Jets. Clearly hates the Jets like I do and <laughs> at the end of the game he's running around he's yelling he's grabbing all his players he's like screaming yeah. it was pretty crazy
1: that's a good one do you
0: have a worst um the jets were just absolutely whooping them up and that slip by ty law and that slant that just gave him walking yeah Ugh, terrible start that was not great
1: all right greg give me your best and worst
3: all right, my best <clears throat> was um, Antoine Smith on that reception. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Awesome. That did. his
1: acceleration came out of nowhere.
3: It, is. it didn't like him. It didn't. Kevin really yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's I was going to say that. People. And then uh, my worst was just Curtis Martin in general because he's a cunt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that is punt
1: for everyone out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dual <laughs> running back punter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Mike, give me your best and worst. I'm just
2: kidding. Um, well, I mean, he's awesome, but yeah, fault, we man. have a reason to, it isn't. He got traded, man. Yeah, you yeah. Um best for me was um so it right after like one of the Patriots uh touchdowns, um there was a kick return that was going to break it. And I think that would have been the end of the game. And Vinatieri comes out of nowhere. Yes. So to your credit, man, you brought this up at the beginning of, of this podcast where you're like, vinatari's the beast. And I didn't realize it, but after seeing the clip that you showed, and then this has happened twice in this season alone, yeah. they ran down the returner as the last guy and saved the touchdown. And yeah. that drive, they ended up getting a field goal. But if that was a touchdown game over.
1: Yeah, because that was what well, – wasn't that um,
0: Herschel Walker, the one that the clip you are talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I was yeah, to figure
3: out. somewhere. I think it was somewhere on the Jets saying that's the fastest kicker they've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it was Good. the uh, – hauling ass. Oh, it was, it was right after the Patriots' first touchdown. was that ensuing kickoff.
2: Right, because it was yeah. uh, 7-13, to and after that it was 7-16. to But yep. the game would have been over.
1: Right, exactly. So, that's pretty yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 because, yeah, one of the commentators was like, that's the fastest kicker I've ever seen. You're right, Greg.
2: Yeah, it uh, that was pretty cool. So, yeah. I don't know how many of those he has in his career, but I, I know of three. <laughs> yep, <laughs> at the moment. Um, and then worst moments, uh, I would go, uh, pretty much what Steve said, but the opposite end of it, where uh, Bill was so happy, he was smiling, he's high fiving mm-hmm. and hugging. And I just know that a few years later we're never going to see that again. It made me sad. So, um, my worst is that he was happy at one point. Now he's not.
3: All right, then. I'm
2: serious. <laughs> That's the I've ever heard. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yep. And we established 2004 is when he sold his soul, and you know we'll get to that.
1: Correct. All right, my best is the winning, the game-winning play. Uh, Patriots, uh, the the Jets have used their last time out. They need a first down. It's third and I think like three or four. And the Patriots run a bootleg with Tom Brady. Um, But the defensive end steps right in the way, and he basically just cuts it back upfield and runs for a first down all by himself to win the game. Dude, yeah. I forgot
2: that. And he spun as well. Yeah. He did a spin and he dove. And yeah, he got the first. So and I he picked up the that. first
1: by like the nose of the football, too. Like it was it was close. And uh that was the game winner. So that's by far my best. That's just that's a good one. That's that's Tom Brady being Tom Brady before everybody knew it was Tom Brady. Um so my worst was gonna be uh, the page two article that I found about by Bob Halloran, who has a hard on for Drew Bledsoe. Um, but I think it's actually going to work better later because he has a few of them. So we're going to actually get in depth into some of the more egregious ones. Uh, so I'm going to say my worst is the Jets fans for two reasons. One was fireman Ed. Yeah. What a fucking hardo. And every time they cut to him, they were showing him try to pump up the crowd, even though the Jets were on offense every fucking you see time. That
0: shot of him sitting on his boy's shoulders like a chick at a concert.
1: <laughs> Just waving his hat around like he yeah. Oh. And then they also kept talking about how uh, they're, the Jets fans unofficial mascot is Shrek because he's green and they win ugly.
0: Yeah, you I don't even remember that
2: me. being a thing, but they did uh, keep showing. Yeah, I don't know, remember, I don't that remember that movie
0: being... coming out that early. Like is Shrek that old?
2: Uh, yeah,
1: I guess
0: so.
2: I mean,
1: Mike went to school for yeah? that. Mike, when how old was? How old mean, Shrek?
2: when I went to school a few years ago, it was already out because <laughs> this so. is two thousand one, right? So, so we were we had, had just gone. Yeah, it had come out recently, and I will say this. Because I I went to a lovely uh, school of um, RIT. Mm -hmm. And I went for computer animation. And um, when I was taking the tour, uh, because nobody knew what computer animation was really, Toy Story had come out and Shrek was recently out. We took a tour. They're like, hey, man, um, these computers in this lab is what they use to work on Shrek with. And we're all (laughs) like, what, dude? That is crazy. I got to go here. And then I, I went there and i'll leave it at that <laughs> so a story to, for another day apparently yes uh, but it, it, you know there's shades of your penn state you know experiences and whatever we can go into that another time but uh, right. to confirm yes shrek was out and um, and doing well how many helicopters were <laughs> there at r i t mike how many what <laughs> helicopter cocks <laughs> ooh i didn't see any it was a different type of uh, environment out there uh. A lot of deaf uh, people at RIT, right? Yeah, the National uh, Technical Community. Institute of the Deaf. Yes, was right yeah. near there. And uh, I was in a room that um, uh, was a deaf room. So mm. people would walk by the hallway and uh, press the button so the strobe would go off. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, because
1: that was the, uh, the fire alarm for deaf people, right? It was the strobe.
2: Right, yeah. Um, but you could press it in the hallway. Right. So <laughs> That's what um, everybody did. Right. <laughs> no, there's a lot of a lot of good things about RIT, so we'll we'll figure them all out. All mind. right,
1: yeah, we'll get into that. No, so hell we'll get dicks, though, man. Maybe we'll get into that next week when the Patriots uh, travel back home uh, to host the six and five Cleveland Browns coming into Foxborough.
3: Revenge game.
1: A revenge game? How so? Oh, Oh, I guess it is,
3: yeah. our revenge tour. He's just stomping everybody. This is true. So
1: we'll learn more about that next week on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. See you later,
3: guys. Bye. Bye, Mike. Bye.